0: Welcome everyone to The bandwidth. Here at the Band Arbitrage Network, we combine data and experience to help you understand the world of collectible finance. And we are here today to share a little bit more about secret layers. It's been one of those topics that has perceptibly been rather secret to us, but there is a way to make a little bit of money off of that and sometimes a whole lot of money. So we want to be able to talk about those secret layers. And we have Hidden Agenda here with us today, but as always, let me introduce to you Wolf.
1: Wolf, how are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. It's nice to uh, do one of these things in the morning, honestly. How about yourself? You know, I am all
0: confused with, with time zones. Here it is, uh, 10 minutes to eight, and I know we only, we only had two hours to record, and I was supposed to be here Probably about an hour ago. So, I'm I'm a little confused.
1: Fashionably late.
0: That's reasonable. I hear people have just been hanging out and chit-chatting back and forth. I woke up to, to 75 pings. It was great.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we've got Hidden Agenda with us. Hidden, how are you doing today? I, I know that you've been struggling with some illnesses, but how are you feeling today?
2: Hey, good morning, everyone doing fine just over the holiday weekend came in contact with somebody that was positive COVID positive, and I caught it myself so that's just what I've been dealing with for the past few days Hmm.
0: are are you feeling like you're breathing and your ability to, to
2: get healthier is still there yeah 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 it's symptom wise I'm I'm on the lower spectrum I can breathe just fine I just have Every once in a while, I have a cough attack that'll last a good, like, 10, 15 seconds. And then it's kind of, like, all back to normal. Then, you know, every once in a while, like, a mild, minor to mild fever will set in. But none of the other major, uh, I can, none of the major symptoms. I can breathe, I can taste things, the, the normal it's good to hear um you know it's un it's unfortunate that um
0: this disease is spreading so rapidly, but we're glad that you're doing well. uh We hope that you continue to stay strong in this illness and that you recover rather quickly. Uh, we know that that your family is also one of those things that we're concerned about, so um, just wanted to thank you for joining us today and um, hope that your family and you stay strong and recover from this illness quickly.
2: Thank you, thank you.
0: Yeah. Um, so Hidden, tell us a, a little bit about yourself. Um you know, we're we're kind of wondering, uh you've been a mod on our channel for a while, uh, but the thing that we're kinda of wondering is is where did you get your, your launch in MTG Finance and how long have you been involved and what's your general strategy?
2: I never really liked it. I guess you say, like, really looked back on it almost around most of the time. Like, I really started coming up during the, during the uprising of a band or upbringing of a band. I started off, you know, just a typical player. And then eventually, like, yeah, I got in the mindset where I was like, I was like, oh, there's, you know, these Items actually have value to them. I wonder if I could make some money off of that. And I was initially drawn to another community. I was in that community for about a year and some change. Things didn't really go too well. And then uh, it was actually uh, Papa himself that kind of like onboarded me into this community. And I started off small, just a, I wasn't a mod at all. I was just a normal, regular guy. Um, but I did have a little bit, because um, I do have a little bit of IT background. I'm nowhere near dev material, but I can navigate a computer fairly well.
0: And those were definitely a lot of skills that we were looking for just as we were starting off in as a as a group of MTG BAN, we were looking for anybody that had knowledge and ability in computer and program development. So thank you for joining us.
2: Yeah, no problem. No problem. And thank you guys. And as you see this is where I've gotten over the past few years as as band's gotten older now. I've worked my way into a mod position. Uh a lot of that has to do with what we're about to talk with today being uh I kind of took Secret Layers as kind of like like a project of mine because I liked the idea behind Secret Layers as well as uh to me is like and this is something we can get more into topic later but one of the things I really liked was the fact that everyone had equal footing on this product. And so there was no LGS system, there was no distributor system. So on a financial aspect, you were entering the same price point as the other as your competitors. And so at that point it was just what is the market going to do? and up until when I started to do my stuff no one really there was nobody that was like focusing on secret layers about how profitable are they how you know actually getting into the data of what we like to do here at Ban. and so I took it upon myself and I said hey I'm gonna do this hopefully I uh I achieved some credit from it, because that's why I'm here today. I just built out this massive spreadsheet of each layer, broke it down into the individual cards, what are they selling for, took out fees, uh, tried to add in taxes, stuff like that, just to kind of really help you, uh, help, help ban, help the community, help a lot of people, really see, um, how these things tick on the secondary market.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things that I have been wondering about. Um, I haven't been as, as able to jump into the data that you've developed as I'd like. And I find it, I find it pretty cool that we have people that are willing to specialize in different things to add to the, to the benefit of the larger group. So thank you so much for doing that. Uh, one of the things that we like to do is, is just kind of check in with folks, Wolf, any plans and purposes right now?
1: I guess for me, you know, I've, I've mentioned a couple times and was chatting with Coda about kind of plans for the newspaper. And then other than that, I actually had quite a good bit of fun participating in agenda's uh, project here. So I'm trying to volunteer myself for anybody else who's might have any similar ideas. It's a, it's a lot of fun when you can do things that people will use appreciate and understand and so that was that was a good uptick for me those are always fun projects i have begun
0: the process of gathering data for taxes you know if if when you're busy you, you don't really do it but the good part is is that when you buy stuff and you do it mostly online then you don't get too worried about where you got it from because you have all the information there you just have to find it. And I think that's going to, what's going to consume the next few weeks for me as I start gathering that tax information so that I can pay the least amount of taxes as possible on uh, the return on investment that I've had. So uh, hidden, we've got a a wide variety of questions today. Um, We've got, we've got a, a rough outline of the information about secret layers that we want to talk about we also have some questions in our chat so let's let's just jump in when when we've when we've had secret layers how successful is speculating and investing in secret
2: layers how how
0: successful has it been over the last couple of years
2: with secret layers being about three three years old now things so there was a lot of i guess you say yeah questions in the beginning a lot of people concerns and you can kind of like see it in the in the data where like right now the very early secret layers are really starting to hit their stride where they're really getting those returns that people look for um my, my perspective, and just so everyone's aware, I kind of break layers down into different categories. So, I do it by color coding, coding system. Essentially, um, red is anything that you would have lost money. Yellow is a cautionary between uh, anywhere up to 30%, which is uh, what I idealize as like a good return, anything 30% and above. So, 30% to um to a double up is good to great returns, and then anything more than that is, you know, extraordinary. Where we're talking uh, potentially double ups, triple ups. Um, one item in particular, which is probably the one that caught a lot of people's eyes, is the OMG Kitties. Right now, if you had a... Sealed box, the and you were you had a sealed box and you purchased it during the initial. Um, so just to let people know, so when I'm talking about anything, my prices are going off of when you originally got the item. Uh, I do not calculate in if you had purchased it a month ago, three weeks ago, a year ago, etc. We're talking about the entry level monies correct correct and entry level and upon entry if you had purchased uh, just for example like omg kitties right now on and this is on tcg player most of my data is is from tcg player because that's just my bread and butter and a lot of the communities where it's it's easier to gather our data from that than um ebay and other selling sources so I do apologize to our EU community. Um, one day, hopefully, I can get out there to you and um, uh, try to get, like, MKM down and at least provide some level of assistance. So 323% is what you're looking at, or, like, a more profit of. Right now, $130 rounding up is uh, essentially your profit margin which is you know for forty dollars entry a little more including taxes right you know you're you're looking at uh, to most that would be an amazing return within a three-year time span now for the newer stuff and this is uh, something that a lot of people are starting to see is potentially issues A lot of the newer stuff because that's what people see right now are not performing well upon initial release but I want to say that's usually to me that's typical of uh, any product release Uh, upon initial release supply hits the market and then we really try to distinguish you know what is the demand for the supply that's hitting on the market these items as they go on there is, there is more and more demand. Uh, excuse me, supply, that, that is hitting the market because as people are looking back to these old examples, they're going, well, this performed so well, this performed so well, so if I just keep purchasing these items, and you know reselling them and trying to make my investments back and sit on the ones that I want to sit on for long term. You eventually, you, you do reach a point where, you know, supply really starts to outweigh the current demand. so, as we progress, yes, the time required to get these successful or what de- people would deem is is uh, good returns is going to elongate, but I still feel that they are, or at least the data has been showing me that, that they still are worthwhile items to look into or at least consider adding into your portfolio of your MTG finance or just your just typical finance strategies. As for me, primarily focusing on secret layers now as a strategy because I am disinvested into the product. So, I have been able to kind of like see how long I have to wait on average before I can get returns that you know I'm happy with how how to sell the product. One of the things that that we like to do is
0: to be able to look at the data and once you gather the data, it becomes a little bit easier to to predict where things are happening next and so I've just opened up the 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 data that we have and started looking at it a little bit closer. My goodness, some of this stuff I am I should be ready to sell now. Right now, it's just collecting collecting space on my desk, which is fine. But I don't want it to be the end-all be-all.
1: Wolf, what are your thoughts so far? The biggest value components of Secret Layers is, even though it's artificial, there's just so few of them. And the, the artwork involved is very, very unique. And so as the general set releases are speeding up and reprints are flying everywhere, it feels like secret lairs are kind of a safe haven just kind of from that activity and it's very especially with the data that we we have access to putting yourself in the right position wherein secret lair actually isn't selling well out of the gate that's really good to be in on because that means when it does sell out you have a large position there's going to be a lot fewer competitors so There's a tremendous amount of value in following Secret Layers, and I think the return that Watsi is getting on these items is insanely high, and it's really incentivizing more, and I love the the cross-promotional crossing brands that they're doing. It's not really offending everybody as much as it would if they did a full-on set. So I think it provides a really creative way for the folks over at to the coast to be creative and try new things and at the same time it allows folks like us to find a safe place all of the information and data that can be kind of brought to bear is just spectacular and having looked through the spreadsheet that hidden agenda has got going it is it's immaculate
0: right so i guess people are wondering what's what's the general strategy here Is it to keep it sealed? Is it to to crack and roll? Is it to wait and see, I guess? What's the average length that you
2: personally are holding on to secret layers right now? It really depends on, obviously, you, the seller. Like, what are your goals? Now, I can say what the data is saying right now is if you can hold on to the item and not be in any financial trouble the best way to move forward would be to keep it sealed and at least hold on to it for somewhere between two to three months. That initial two to three months of initial release where the product is out is not the best time to be selling. It's definitely not the best time to be cracking. I would not be cracking for singles to resell during that initial two, three months. Honest opinion, Be that first two, three months is your time. And this is something where, you know, we can get into a little bit further. Secret layers are great on two aspects. If you get in on the sealed item initially, as well as single speculation and sometimes even arbitrage opportunities. They're out there. There are times that's one of the things in my tracker that I do advertise to members of band that there are certain layers that even today, if you were to buy, there are arbitrage opportunities. One of them in particular, and we'll just... Here's a free spec for y'all. Okay. okay. The Extra Life 2020 Secret layer right now. Now remind me, which one is that? What what cards were in there? That was the Teferi's Protection, Consecrated Fiends, Amulet of Vigor, and Collective Company. Plus the, okay. the bonus card.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right now on TCG Player, it's selling for $77.48, and this is something where it, you know depends on the reseller. But if you do have Direct, uh, which is one of TCG Player's uh, avenues of reselling, if you are a Direct member, you're looking around a profit of about $100.00 a little bit over a $100. So you theoretically could purchase all of that individual's quantity or that seller's quantity, buy the boxes, crack for the singles, relist the singles, and effectively net $14, $18 every box, which if that's your thing, go for it. I don't have that capital to be... (laughs) doing that. And, and that's why I advertise stuff like that to the community than trying to personally utilize that data to profit myself. Cause I, I do know what I can capitally utilize in for stuff, uh, for stuff. And so, and that's one of the things that I think is great about secret layers is no matter where you fit on that spectrum, whether you're channel fireball with unlimited capital an lgs with decent sized capital or just a lower end guy like myself there are a lot of opportunities out there due to that limited supply like wolf was talking about that there are certain cards that do get reprinted within secret layers that are prime examples to with the help of my data to help spot you out which ones, you can speculate on, uh, get a brick of these singles that will perform fairly well after that initial two, three month window. And a lot of them do raise 10%, if not more, from the initial supply release. Well, just to
0: summarize uh, very briefly, the the thought is is that we're going to stick these on a shelf for three months and then decide from there. Are we going to resell? Are we going to hold on to them? Are we going to uh, look to to hold them for longer term, or are we going to to crack and and sell individuals? That's where your choices come into play. Uh, this is not a cut and dry situation. You have to make the decisions over what's going to be the most profitable for you. Personally, I don't mind putting cards up on TCG player and letting them ride for a little while to see if they'll sell. That being said, my financial business model is much different than others, Wolf, you've had a little bit different of a approach on reselling these than than me or or hidden agenda what's What's been yours?
1: This is probably the one piece of sealed investing that I started doing from the beginning that I've kept with just because it's there's no labor mm-hmm. involved. You just order it, you pull it out of the box, you throw it in the closet. And unlike regular set boxes, which I tend to appreciate very slowly over time, these things just have the ability to, to skyrocket very quickly. So it really just has been throw them in the closet, forget about them for three to six months, check back in and there you go. They're worth some money now and you can either flip them directly on TCG, but you tend to lose a lot of fees and or crack them if the singles are of greater value. I just like the flexibility that they provide. That's mm-hmm. what I've been doing.
0: I've picked up a, a few singles over the last over the last few years and the resale on them just by waiting those 30 days from you know when you purchase a card and then you know waiting 30 days, the appreciation on them has been pretty solid for picking up singles as well. But I think I was sitting in the right spot at the right time, purchasing from the right people to be able to to make that happen uh, very quickly. So let's let's kind of delve a little bit deeper. Hidden looking at your data what's been the best
2: performers singles wise and then sealed wise first off we can go by sealed some of the biggest performers not also pertaining to I'll I'll skip the the OG ones because uh those are all all amazing sealed wise and that's mm-hmm. primarily just due to lack of supply A lot of them, and this was a a question that was asked, a lot of the best performing ones are not those individual layers. And so what I mean by that is they are not in a particular bundled item. So, for example, last 2020, when they did, uh, throughout the summer, they dropped one and then they dropped one and they dropped another one so happy Yargle day the one that everyone looked at and was like this is a joke why would i purchase this i i myself was included uh this was before i actually started to sit down and and really sift through this data and look at it i was letting opinions and emotions of my own reflect my purchasing desires that particular layer sealed right now is has a sales price of around 261% for something that people assumed was a joke, mm-hmm. which to yeah. me is like crazy yeah. to fathom something like that. And I think that's where people or Wolf are saying it's some of these layers it's unfathomable that like the percentage gains that they have for something that is essentially just a sealed product it's I am still sometimes trying to unravel the mystery of even with my data, still trying to unravel that mystery of what made this thing pop off. What what made this thing so valuable? What what made it so folks are willing to spend almost triple the the original cost when you were laughing at it two almost 2 years ago, but now you're willing to spend almost triple of what you could have purchased it at. When we get into singles, a lot of the stuff that I've been noticing that sell well and this kind of gets more into as well as like my trends things i look for is uniqueness and card value so one of the biggest things that i look for when i'm looking at the next the next set of layers like whenever they release when they're talking about this is the next batch i'm looking through it and i'm looking for card prices and kind of seeing where the current value of the items are in the layer and then adding uh, mentally adding like an extra 10 20% on top of that for the premium for the limited supply item so things like uh, for example the Praetor layer we can all almost agree that that layer probably sold fairly successful just on the value alone that was inside it would make you think that the supply is ungodly for a secret layer, which very likely is. But that layer still, right now, if you were to crack it, which is something that a lot of people are doing right now for the serialized hunt, I mean, if you were to sell it on TCG Player, eh, you're still looking around 55% plus returns that's having something and that was only released two months ago to have something already netting you 50 percent plus returns is very interesting and that's why I have been again that's why I really been focusing on layers just because of that uniqueness that they provide other prime examples that has really blown up recently are the brutal the the basic lands from the kaldheim release where they had the, the the skull for the swamp yeah. and the the metal looking basic lands those are mm-hmm. one of the other great performers of this year at least on the singles side were as well as the other one is black is magic It seems a lot of community-based ones also do well, and it's usually because, one, a lot of people like the concept. I mean, I think usually when they do, like, these community-based ones, they theme it around that community, which has a lot of positive draw to it, as well as they generally pack those ones with a little bit more value to incentivize you to... Purchase them because they generally do charge a little more because they're trying to put some use those proceeds for a donation benefit. So they have to pack the layer with a little bit extra value. And those usually perform well. So, Black is Magic really did well. International Women's Day is doing well. Extra Life 2020 is doing well. And I speculate and assume that the Extra Life one from this year will perform well with the Crater Hoof behemoth in it. I mean, two copies of Crater Hoof. I I think it's going to do well. I think. Yeah. I could be proven wrong. But that seems to be kind of like the trends another thing that i do state a lot when i'm doing my reviews for the community and this is a trend that has been very noticeable at least for me on a returns aspect is if you have the choice always choose non-foil that has been one of the biggest factors that has almost been like a a night and day kind of thing, where the difference in returns sometimes are ridiculous. Kaldheim Part 2, the difference... um, Your return on a foil is about 50%. Your return on non-foils is about 88%. Wow,
0: that is impressive.
2: It really got me thinking of why... And this is something where like, I started really like starting to dig into like these trends. And I can I can't speculate on. All right, let me phrase it. I don't wish to speculate on. A lot of people say car conditioning is a big issue. You know, going on with falls. A lot of people don't like that. And I more think of it as just simple math in a sense. I'm getting the same items. I'm spending $10 less, on uh, generally, for the non-foil. And when I'm looking at the sales data, it almost always shows that the non-foils just have a faster churn rate rather than um, speculating into the foils. Now, not all foils are bad. I wanna, I, I do want to say there are some that do outperform their non foil counterpart, one of them being the the Mother's Day one from, from this uh past drop. The mm-hmm. foil cards are selling better or selling for more than the non foils. So it it can there is it's not always solid or set in stone that the non-foils will always outperform but on an average basis generally non-foils always outperform their foil counterparts if you are buying the sealed items I still think foils are great opportunities to speculate in when you get into the single market A lot of those being, like, first-time foils. I know the Fire Covenant from Strixhaven, that foil went from somewhere down in $6, I think, during initial release. And now it is... What I'm seeing is that there's a lot of
0: information and data on individual cards, and it's going to take work to get through
2: it all. About $15 now. Sorry. Uh, For... For... uh, for direct wow. members a little about 950 for TCG low so i will say being a direct member does have a lot of benefits when it comes to participating within secret layers and that also kind of has to deal with where 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 i initially said um a lot of times you are buying in at the same level as all your competitors so at this point you're just waiting for that market to do what it's going to do. You don't have to worry about companies that have distributor access that have capital beyond yours that can purchase, you know, pallets and pallets. You can't acquire pallets of pallets of secret layers, as far as I'm aware. There are right. limits, right, that Watsy imposes.
0: I think those limits right now, they went from thirty two from the first year to now it's upwards of, of almost sixty. Is is there gonna be a huge concern for return on investment if if you can buy if an individual person can can purchase sixty of them?
2: there is a chance because that does add more supply into the market that will have to be dealt with or went through before you can make your returns but at the same time there are there are more and more people just in general in magic that are joining so it may even out I don't know I'm gonna be honest I don't actually know uh which is why I'm continuing these efforts to see how the future unravels as we head into now 2022 and 2023 and beyond i definitely want to be one of those uh, vo- hopefully one of those voices for the community to eventually say when it is time to say hey the secret layers are not what they used to be but i also think wizards of the coast knows that and that's where Where we see like these uh, advancements coming in with their product lines. One of the things, and and it is, it does make, it it is something to consider is, yeah, they made the boxes smaller. That reduces your overall shipping cost almost by, it it dropped the box to, uh, I can generally ship them now for sealed, first class, uh, under four ounces. So it saved me about a buck or something like that. Every little saving counts. The other thing, advancements that they're making is they're attempting different product lines now where it is over now, but a lot of the members within our community agreed that the EDH deck that they had for sale was one of the best bangs for your buck that has ever been provided by Wizards of the Coast. And I know... What it looks like is, or at least from what I've seen, a lot of first time things, like when they, when the first time they did the unique art, so like the, the party hard art, those are really special. Mm -hmm. I can almost guarantee that the mischief layer, that one's going to probably perform very well because it was like the first time that they did this. Phyrexian layer did very well because it was the first time they did. They released secret uh, those serialized cards, not just including the value, but this is more saying on the sealed side of things. A lot of the newer layers, they have a, uh, what I call a uh, bonus rare slot. So, there's always been the bonus slot, and that bonus slot has always had a theme to it, or like a common card that would always be pulled. And now, Wizards of the Coast has added a multiplier, I guess, to it, or like a like a range of cards, essentially. So, you'll have uh, between like 94-95% of the time, you're going to get what I call the common card. You're, you're going to get the, the regular card that should appear in the layer. But about five to six percent of the time, you're going to get one of those blueprint cards that people have been touting about or they've just added the persistent petitioner. And stuff like that, I feel, is going to continue to help alleviate any um, potential supply issues because we keep adding more extras and more items into the package, into the cards where you're going to continually make it so people want the item people are going to want the item down the road. I think in the, the one of the newer layers, they talked about, Gavin Verhey did a video, and he showed that the packaging material inside of it is changing, and they're going to be using the unusable like sheet card sheets, and they're going to be cutting those up and folding those into packaging material and, and using that. So when in your packaging material is going to be almost just a bunch of cards that from like a past set card sheet. In his video, he showed you and explained more to it. Are neat little things that they're adding to it that could add value. It, it may be, it may be m- more garbage. But when you get into like sheets and weird things like that, I know there's a niche community out there for you know collectibles and unique things and little things. Things like that, to me, add little dollar amounts where I could see someone out there on one of these Facebook groups and saying, I'm going to buy all these for $2, $3. Other things you have to add in is the secret layer codes. There's a community out there that has a has a buy list. There's a website out there mm. that has a buy list. The other day, I sold off a bunch of my old codes. Was it $277? in just codes i made
1: (laughs) this is uh,
2: there's a lot of value in here not just including the cards that you really when you start turning the dials you're like hey well i just made nine dollars on this code plus i'm making an additional 50 percent in value for each of these for selling off this layer that things like that it's just things that I think about when I'm when I'm looking and speculating into the, the future of, of what's to come. Wow. so
0: let's let's just kind of summarize just briefly here. the secret layers are something that are a unique beast within the MTG community. They have value, they've seen value, develop out of them. we've also seen some fail. Would you recommend people going towards the bundle side of things when purchasing, or would you
2: recommend? That topic um to me is a bit of a beast in itself. And the reason why I say that is again, it kind of depends on you and your goals. Bundles are great because it's like a double edged. Let me first say it's more like a double edged sword. They're great for some, they're not great for others. They are some of the pros that they have is they do lower your your cost average. They give you a widespread. They they cover all your bases essentially, and they can sometimes have a higher incentive. Um, sometimes they have been known, or they did it the one year where. If you purchase, uh, what was it, the summer of 2020, like if you purchase the bundle, only if you buy the bundle, you get these items. So they have done it before. Whether they do it again, you know, I don't know. And not all bundles bundles are equal or perform the same. And this has been, a, uh, that's been a common trend where the foil bundle generally is the foil only bundle generally is the worst performer of however many they provide then it usually is a toss up between the max largest or I guess you say the highest price bundle and the non foil bundle this past set the non foil bundle is currently garnering the best returns just cuz you For your price, you had five layers for the cheapest price because... And that's things that do throw off the bundles as well as some bundles. Sometimes, you know, they have a layer that they only provide in a certain variant. That can skew bundle data because the past one, they had three bundles. The non-foil one had five items. The foil one had four items and then you know the maximum had all the items which i think was like 9 so you mm-hmm. were paying almost double the price for 9 items a little bit more than double you were paying like $10 more for four items for so like you were paying $10 more getting one less item which was like that it's just a bad deal they i don't think they should charge that much but hey i don't work for wizards and you know then you had the lowest one that got you five items for uh shoot i'd have to look at the price but uh nonetheless they are good in those regards but they are also bad for some they can sometimes get you in layers that don't don't perform well a lot a lot of common layers that i've seen that generally don't perform well are right uh, playset layers that's been a a common theme besides one i will say the thalia layer so we've been looking at a
0: variety of different things um it seems like you're recommending that people stick towards the things that they think are going to perform well. I wonder, though, if people aren't wanting to invest a whole lot of time into, into the secret layers, I wonder if maybe just having them pick up one bundle might be sufficient. Now, that's the gamble, though. Um, you're You're balancing out the fact that you've got to gamble on the secret layers performing. And I think... If I could speculate without running the numbers, they perform halfway decent across the board to get you know, a non-foil bundle. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but these non-foil bundles seems like you can at least break even on them down the road in three months. So it it is a, could we say, lazier way to go about secret layer finance?
2: For sure. The... The quickest way, if you don't really have time to sit down and really do the math and and get into it, yes. the your best bet is either to go big if you have the budget for the the largest bundle, or go small and get the smallest bundle. And that's all on on your budget, your capabilities of what you can do. A lot of the times with the bundles, you do actually fare better selling the items sealed. Almost always, your return on sealed has been better than the singles. Especially when you do the bundles because of those cost savings. Because a lot of the times when the sealed is being priced off of the almost like original, like the, the, um, the base price, I guess you could say, and the bundles because they effectively lower your cost average have done some of the best returns, uh, selling them back sealed just because you're not having to run the gamble of the bonus card. And I call the, the gamble of the bonus card, the, the, I call it a gamble because Half the time, it, it truly is. That's been the hardest thing for me to really calculate. And that's why I just use it as a base average. Because there are multiple layers out there that have more than one item that can be in the that common bonus slot. And sometimes, one of those items can be $80 like if we're looking back at the planeswalkers the stained glass planeswalkers some layers you could pull that Liliana or that Narset those cards that are worth a lot but they have equal opportunities to pull the Samet or the I don't know Raul or whomever that is dollars or, or, or pennies, you know, um, and I'm not, I'm not one to, to run the gamble. I, I would say let someone else do the gambling for sure. And those,
0: that's the balance, isn't it? What's, what are we willing to, what are we willing to sacrifice on, you know, in this moment to be able to maximize our profits? I talked with judges about how they should start refusing to accept their their compensation in packs because it's always a gamble, and the vast majority of time you lose out on it. The thing that we're looking at here is we're reducing our risk by having cards in hand that are unknown, where one is unknown, so we sell based off of what is known and then let the gamble take effect
2: for the unknown When I focus on layers and like when i'm providing stats to people i leave out the bonus card slot i i 100 i never talk about it because a lot of people and i feel this is where a lot uh, still a lot of the newer people getting into secret layers they they really get off on that track where they're going well don't forget there's a bonus card and i'm like don't rely on the bonus card you don't know what what it could be there's a reason why it's a bonus card oh but 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 i could pull you know this card it's like no 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 no, no. focus right. on what you know is in the item first focus on what those card prices are where do you think those card prices will land and if you're happy with that then go ahead and get the item uh, this is more pertaining, you know, especially when you're doing like individual layers. When you're doing bundles, I do a combination approach. So I, again, I'll look at all the knowns, all the items that are known within the bundle. And and then I just, I I weigh out the odds and I go, how many of these do i feel will appreciate well and how many of these are going to be stinkers one of the biggest ones was the summer drops the ones with the praetors right those bundles i actually i advised against buying those bundles i said could be i said essentially and i was like if in those times, I told people, I was, and a few of our other members agreed with my uh, assumptions, and I said, "Hey, focus in on what we know is going to perform well, being the praetors. The other one that I really liked, and I put, um, I put a lot of, I guess, say, I, I purchased a lot of, was the Mark Pool layer, and that one also. Uh, performed well for me.
0: What we're seeing is is that it's really hit or miss about which ones are going to spike and which ones aren't. <laughs> you can kind of predict it a little bit, but at the same time it's something that that people are interested in. I've been looking at the data and it's it's been one of those things that just in the last hour that we've been talking when I when I look at the data it seems like there's a lot of a lot of interesting cards that are within the secret layers that I now wish, you know, I would have invested capital in. But I can't I can't maintain that perspective. I have to realize that going forward, I have to come up and decide what I'm going to invest my my finances in. So, really just settling in and and being able to to figure out, all right, this is where my finances are going to be going. That's going to be the most important thing for us, I think. Um, is figuring out all right what's what's going to happen. Where can we invest good money?
2: We progress in with the the layers. I don't think there is any really like missed opportunities in a sense because if you if you think you missed out on the individual the, the individual product you can still, during release, be able to jump in and grab some of the singles that will still likely perform, or at least so far, have shown that they perform well given that time span, and that reduces your capital investment into it. Uh, And that also uh, get you out of those opportunities where you could potentially be putting money into something and go, and then, uh, you know, getting stuck with something that is not performing well. There are, one, one of the things that, that did, one of the things, the common things that people like to do. So here's like one, for example, a lot of people, because they saw how successful the Kaldheim layers were, they went to the full text lands and they said, easy win. We're, we're all, you know, I'm all in. And those are some of, if you cracked for singles, I mean, you're almost down 50%. And that's, I didn't go into that one because I I felt, you know, something was, I had, I had like, uh, you know, that little tingle, yeah. right, where I was like, I don't know about this. And now, like, I have been per- acquiring a few of the individual cards just to be like, hey, you know, these will probably perform well given time, but I don't feel that i can that that it's worth the money the initial money to to jump in and that's why i don't think there's ever truly like a missed missed opportunity because even if you miss the hit there are still singles that you can look into and be like okay i can i can buy you know 10 12 16 copies of this one card that after that initial you know three month window will probably have me and two three dollars in profit for me all right so we've we've had a lot of
0: information thrown at us um we've had a lot of discussion over a variety of of different secret layers
2: yeah sorry folks i know this uh, secret layers are very complex beasts and my ramblings I'm trying to cover all the bases, so that's why I'm 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 always here to kind of like talk and especially to hone me in and be like, hey, no, we're we're focusing, you know, this direction.
0: I think that's kind of the fun part about this is that we all have our our individual specialties, and this is just one of them. You you're focused on on you know the secret layer stuff, and it's great, and you have your data and your information that you provided is, is beyond anything that I could imagine are stronger than what I thought would, there would be. So I, I absolutely love it. So just a couple of things, uh, just looking forward, we're, we're in between secret layers right now. When is the next drop
2: happening for secret layers? I uh, I mean, I can only assume at this point, I don't, I don't really know. Generally they, drop them around the release of um the common theme has been generally tying like a bundle with the next set release so uh whenever kamigawa gets close to releasing i would assume around that time you'll see another uh bundle or batch uh when we're talking about Mm -hmm layers releasing like actually being charged and shipped to the public because um, that's one of the biggest issues and we could have a whole probably podcast on that where the timeline right now is is one of the biggest things with layers uh, that we're we're seeing especially now that WOTC is starting to enforce their uh, pre-charge rules where they're charging you especially for like bigger orders where they're charging you today and you're not getting the item the roll so that's a large um to some people it's just that, that that's going to be interesting as well that trend going forward um seeing how that affects people in their judgment when they're buying because some people can't handle a you know we're a thousand plus dollar you know payment for an item that they can't capitalize on or do anything with for 4 to 5 months potentially longer
0: you know the sunk cost of things is just unbelievable and then the time frame for when they're shipping and everything is just you're you're at the will of wizards of the coast. They want their money; they want it when they want it. They are going to ship you the product when they desire to ship it, and that I think that's the one thing that that kind of pushes me off from Secret Layers the the waiting. But at the same time, there's just value to be had in in Secret Layers. So, I personally, I am I'm investing uh, between a hundred and two hundred dollars every Secret Layer. I'm selecting, you know, four to five that I think are going to perform well. And, well, I'm selecting four to five boxes that I think are going to perform well. And then going from there, um, you know, yes, I have a small stack of stuff. And yes, I need to start selling some of the sealed stuff. But that's kind of the fun part about the sealed stuff. You know, you don't have to do anything
2: with it till you're ready. Yeah. And just to... Answer the other question of what I was saying, the next layers to look forward to to actually being shipped to the customer should be actually this month. The current projection, I believe, is that there's a cat layer that should be releasing to the public here within the next few weeks. And then I want to say the extra live 2021 layer should be coming out this month as well. And then look forward to the October layers sometime next month. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, they really stacked up the the end of the year. It almost was every. It almost felt like every week to every other week uh, was they were like, "Hey, here's another batch. Here's another batch. Here's another individual one. Here's this. Here's that." And it just. It got pretty interesting, and I know I was doing a, a tightrope dance uh, on my spending to make sure that I purchased enough that I would feel happy with my investment, but also trying not to trip the precharge. Um, right. the The pre precharge budget that Wizards of the Coast has in place. I don't think anybody likes paying for product before they get it in hand.
0: I think that's, that's something that we can remember. Wolf, do you have anything else or any questions that you'd like to
1: ask? I'm great on my front. How about you, Ken?
0: You know, I'm, I'm doing just fine. I, I really appreciate your hidden agenda and all the things that you've done for the band community from, from modding to jumping in on secret layers. I appreciate the data that you have. What we're going to do is we're going to open up the lines here in just a minute to have people jump in and share. Um, and ask questions of you. Um, but I want to thank everybody for joining us today here on The Band With. Uh, this is the place where you can find the data and learn about how to use it. We're glad that you've joined us for this podcast. Thanks so much for your time, and we hope that you have a good rest of your day.